When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish. The podcast that encourages you to be yourself. Everyone else has already seen the movie Taken. <laughs> you, you just, you're just striking at the heart of my identity as a human. I, think. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. <laughs> I'm Mike Johnson. I have a specific set of queers. Um, I'm Kyle Getz. <laughs> we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, boy, to- we're in a mood. Today, we're going to talk about Demi because <laughs> I think this, I don't know, this will be interesting. We're going to talk about Demi. 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 Dem- Dem- well, no, the app Demi. <laughs> Great. Because of the, yeah. Because reasons. Well, yeah. We're going to talk about the orientation, the gender, and the person. Yeah. Well, one of them. One of them. Um, we, but, well, I mean, that's why I said Demi, not Demi. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but first. But first. Uh, feedback and corrections. I thought, you know, we get we get a lot of feedback, and um, it's almost always like, you know, the correction-y stuff, or like negative stuff but i just every once in a while i just want everybody to know that we do read your notes and that they're lovely and, oh and you mean the things we read to people are the negative or right. correction yeah. okay yes we get okay yeah. i was like we get mostly negative right yeah. no, no in our email inbox we right. get a lot of nice things yeah and we don't always yeah. but here, here's one of them oh. hi, hi folks just wanted to say thank you for your podcast i'm a bi dude who grew up on the missionary field to super conservative fundamentalist christians out there to save the heathens your podcasts help me be comfortable with who I am, and it's really funny. TJ. Oh, that is... You're right. We do pick the... Uh, it's it's good to correct ourselves or read things that are not of you know, our opinion or all that shit, but you're right. That then is like, we don't only get that stuff. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, TJ. Thanks for listening. And we do legit read everything that comes through our email, Facebook, uh instagram like everything so yeah. um and yeah. can't it's, it's enough that we can't respond to every single thing either unfortunately as much hashtag as first world podcast problems right. like yeah. <laughs> right yeah but 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 thank you for yeah yeah and now the news shut your mouth hole it's time for your ear holes news 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 okay kyle okay mike do you remember um the song hold me closer by elton john which was remaked into the britney spears song no tiny dancer which was remaked into hold me closer is the news about britney spears new song hold me closer i don't did you stop knowing what i was talking about i just i'm i am very seriously considering whether i even want to like validate anything that you just said by dignifying it with a response that's fair that's fair okay um so, do you remember last year when Pete Buttigieg took parental leave and the Republicans lost their goddamn minds? I kind of it, like anything vaguely shitty you can say to me that the Republicans did. I would probably be like, yeah, yeah, I guess I remember that. I mean, they were accusing him of he, he's the secretary of, of the Department of Transportation. And they were saying, we've got supply chain breakdowns and there's all this shit wrong with the country. Why are you going on parental leave, Pete? Mm. You fucking dickbag. Well, uh, so uh, Pete Buttigieg and his husband, Chaston, have uh, just 
explained exactly what was going on with them, um, their, both of their children had severe health issues and one of them almost died. They were in the hospital during that period of time trying to not have their baby die. Holy shit. Yeah. So uh, it, was, it, it, was, it, was, it was interesting. So, so Pete Buttigieg says that uh, the, the, in Medium, at the, there's a new piece in, in, in the publication Medium, and they talk a whole bunch about like, what it's like to be dads and what their whole experience has been like. Um, but they, they had their, uh, their, their kids were born in September. The twins? The twins, okay. Penelope Rose and Joseph August. And uh, they were indeed adopted. Uh, quote, it's what they call a surprise adoption scenario. A mother had given birth that day and wanted to arrange adoption. The agency explained that there were some sensitive circumstances and potential health complications for us to weigh, but also that we would need to quickly decide whether we were prepared to travel to the rural hospital and begin the process. And one more thing to consider, it was twins. Hmm. So they they decided that indeed that worked for them, and they hopped in the car and drove to the hospital. Imagine that, like being that person giving birth, and then being like the fucking secretary of transportation shows up, and you're right. like, "Hello, <laughs> I don't think this is an issue for you." Like, <laughs> yeah, yep. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, who knows what famous asshole is going to show up and try to take your babies? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. What you... <laughs> That's the. Funniest spin on this story: famous asshole takes babies. Like, <laughs> I know that's horrible, but I love it. Uh, anyway, they they were born premature, and they had a bunch of health issues, which is common among uh, among children who are, who are born uh, premature. And uh, so then their 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 son Joseph got a respiratory infection. They also had uh, both of them had like severe reflux issues. But quote by October we had started to feel more confident and comfortable with all the routines and surprises of parenting. Then one day the kids got a cold. Soon it was a cough. Then Penelope started to have trouble breathing. Over FaceTime, our doctor expressed concern about the way her belly was retracting under her ribs as she worked to take in air. Chasten drove her to the emergency room while I stayed home with Gus. That's Joseph's nickname. His skin took on a mottled look, and by the next day, he was admitted to the hospital, too. Just as we had during our first days with them, we again learned to live out of a hospital room, this time in Traverse City. We would take turns shuttling supplies from home and sleeping by the kids' side, and I would try to not distract the nurses when the phone rang with a work call. Uh, it turned, Joseph took a turn for the worse and had to be intubated and was transferred to a children's hospital in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, Pete wrote that, quote, I was reminded of my father, whose last days played out on a ventilator in an ICU room like this oh. as he lost his battle with lung cancer. And as all of this was going on, he still had to work. He was still the secretary <laughs> in transportation. Um, the kids are now both a year old and currently healthy, but it's just really interesting to me that, you know, Republicans who are supposed to be the 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 party of family values fucking jumped on this shit and you're goddamn right it's because they're gay yeah yeah that yeah the family values mean traditional meaning they're supposed to be a woman here that's supposed to be home taking care like that's what that's that's what they mean and so it, when it's two dudes they can't even comprehend what that means and also like even in a straight couple like the father can go home and take care of his kids like that i don't know yeah there's also the game i think of like well i didn't know that their kids were in the hospital should they have said so but they also probably shouldn't have had to that uh, i think uh, i'm noticing this more and more i think so often the blame gets we start to question whether the person that is being 
attacked or the victim or harmed were like, ah, what should they have done sure. better, differently? When Ruth Bader Ginsburg died, this happened where everyone was like, ah, Ruth Bader Ginsburg should have quit earlier so that and it's like, you know what? Rather than blaming her, the person that's fought for just and inequality, especially for women and for LGBT people and everyone, let's blame the people that fucking are causing the issue, which is Republicans. So much blame gets put on the people for not making perfect decisions that are in these scenarios. So I I understand why people would ask, why people would think and reflect on the timing. Also, it's the Republicans that should not be attacking someone who's dealing with kids and you should let people do their own thing with health care and with child care. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the victim blaming thing, you're super right and it's not... I didn't even think about it as that, but you're, you're I, absolutely I, right. Now, as I've been thinking about it, I see it all the time. Yeah. Uh, someone in response to our Singapore episode was like, uh, on Twitter was like the uh, LGBT advocates pushed for, you know, to remove that section from the penal code and they barked up the wrong tree and got, you know, an outcome they didn't want, which is it added to the constitution. It's like, Okay, you're blaming the LGBT advocates for pushing to decriminalize homosexuality? No, let's blame the religious groups and the politicians for doing the shitty thing of adding it. Yep. <laughs> yep. It, it you'll see it all the time now. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, uh, I also I, I I would be remiss if I didn't also include a piece of listener feedback right here. Oh. I have on the show said that I think that that Pete and Chastin are 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 heteronormative, and that's why they're palatable as political figures. And I thought this was really interesting. SJ texted us to the hotline. Hey guys, I think the word you're looking for when you talk about Pete Buttigieg is homonormative or homonormativity. Love the show and appreciate that you try to be trans inclusive. Take care, SJ and. Homonormativity, at least according to Wikipedia, is the privileging of heteronormative ideals and constructs onto LGBT culture and identity. It is predicated on the assumption that the norms and values of heterosexuality should be replicated and performed among homosexual people. Hmm. Yeah, that's yes, that's the word. That yeah, I I just didn't I didn't realize I I didn't realize that there was a better word. I think it I think it's it is still heteronormative. At least those are the ideals that I'm identifying and. This word encompasses that and the projection of it onto gay people. So I, it's it's a better word. Thanks for the vocab lesson. Yeah, cool. All right. Uh, news the second. News the second. Great. So the Biden administration has outlined a plan for fighting HIV infection with the goal of eliminating it by 2030. Wow. So they are taking a multi-pronged approach here, but they are, 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 are looking at uh, a, a combination of PrEP, and education, antiretrovirals, HIV testing, and other efforts to remove stigma, get more education out there, uh, and barriers to healthcare like insurance schemes and public health. So I, I, I think it's really, it's cool. I hope they can do it. I don't know that they're going to get there because anytime you bring up this kind of stuff, you'll get backlash from Republicans who are like, oh, HIV, that's gay, that's icky, fight yeah, it, it's yeah. bad. But also like whether or not, they hit a goal like setting a goal for yourself is helpful in getting closer to that so uh, that's great that they have a uh, do they have a smart goal <laughs> it seems like it yeah uh this plan is uh specifically targeting gay bisexual and other men who have sex with men particularly black latino american indian and alaskan native men i was gonna ask that that community is particularly affected both by like historical mistreatment by the healthcare system and being forgotten within the LGBT community. So like that's yeah. that's great that they 
are aware of that and focusing on that community. It's so interesting. Like when people are like, well, why don't black people go to the doctor more? And like, because first of all, there's a huge poverty problem, right? And barrier to access. But second of all, do you know what Tuskegee was all about? Fucking educate yourself. Yeah. Black people and like medical practices in this country do not have a good history. No. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, uh, the plan also targets black women, trans women, and young people between 13 and 24 years old and uh, intravenous drug users as well. Yeah, so so thanks, thanks Obama. I, don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it works. News the last. Yeah. Oh my God, Kyle. Uh oh. I'm. Yeah. Okay. What? So, well, so just just today, uh, there was a straight today Sunday. Yep. There's a straight pride parade in uh-huh. Modesto. And uh, it was organized by anti-LGBTQ plus and anti-abortion group, uh, and and uh, it has ended in violence. So Modesto Police Department said around 250 people fought outside a Planned Parenthood as part of a straight pride event. It's uh, organized by the National Straight Pride Coalition. It was yesterday. Sorry, Saturday. Uh, none of the people who were arrested as part of this lived in that county. So it just became this like lightning rod. But the network, the National Straight Pride Coalition, says that they celebrate, quote, heterosexuality, masculinity, femininity, babies, born and unborn, and Western straight civilization, our wonderful country, and Christianity. So the... the, the I'm sorry, you accidentally read the Republican Party platform. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this coalition, they have connections to the Proud Boys, so you know, you know they're good. Yeah. Um, but apparently when they showed up, Hundreds of LGBTQ plus people had already assembled and were there waiting for them. And then shit got violent. Mm -hmm. So the number of pro LGBTQ plus people far outnumbered the straight pride goers. Um, the, the, the counter protesters came carrying signs that read fascists aren't welcome and straight pride is hate pride. Uh, about 20 minutes later, Modesto police declared it an unlawful assembly called on both groups to disperse after a firecracker ignited a bush and objects were thrown. Um, this, this is, I, it's not funny, Kyle. This whole thing is not funny, but if there's a funny part to this, it is this. The LGBTQ people retreated to Planned Parenthood and straight pride retreated to Wendy's. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes. The the straight safe haven Wendy's. You're safe here, straight people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They should get like a safe place sticker that's just yeah, I don't know what the whatever straight pride flag is or something. It's like you're safe to be straight here at Wendy's. <sighs> I'm fine with straight people and I'm okay with their orientation, but it seems like their gatherings always turn violent. I just don't like all of the violence that comes out of straight people. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Indeed. Property damage should not be tolerated. Exactly. <laughs> that's the news. Um, well, speaking of property damage, <laughs> we've been wrecking these wallets. Uh, thank you for following Patreon members. <laughs> Troy Arias, who sounds like he was probably on... What is it? Troy Arias. That okay. sounds like a character on High School Musical. It sounds Latin. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> a swing that you're taking. Yeah. Orlando. Orlando? Yeah, Orlando Boom. <laughs> Orlando. <laughs> um, Butler's Daddy. But- Butler. Is your daddy rich? Butler's daddy? 
get a separate subscription for Butler. <laughs> yeah. Butler deserves it. Um, Daddy. Daddy. Uh, and Lindsay Halick. Lindsay, thank you. Halick me. I, you oh, get that oh, all yeah. the time. Oh, God. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. If you want us to make the obvious joke about your name, go to patreon.com slash podcast. We have 35 bonus episodes alone, plus bonus segments for every single episode. So there's a lot. There's a lot more of us. There's a lot. There. Should there be? Don't know, but there is. You tell us, Butler's daddy. <laughs> Let us know what to think after you listen. You want to talk about Demi? Yeah. All right. Man. What? Th- what an adventure. So we're doing... This is your fault. This is my fault. Um, I, I'm i I'm anxious and nervous. So. Are you? Yeah. Okay. Because your stuff. My is, s- is that why you wanted to go last? Yeah. Okay, great. Yeah. Are you going to cry? Uh, you know... <laughs> Let's find out together. Okay, great. <laughs> I thought of last night. I thought about. I've very much been under, like personally, just as we've been planning this, like underselling uh, some of these conversations and kind of like let's do this. It's a personal, like you know, we we hadn't done something that's very personal, and yeah. you know, like so uh, it made sense. But also, I have been kind of underselling it partially because I'm like extremely anxious and nervous. So we're gonna talk about you first. Okay, great. Yep, we're going to talk about demisexuality. Oh, yeah. another one of the, like, <laughs> generally, don't attempt to look at someone or investigate someone and decide what their orientation, gender, what labels they should use. Like, don't do that. That's yeah. shitty. Yeah. Do as we say, don't do as we do to each other, y'all, because we're friends and sure you're listening in, but like, it's different. I think, okay, that's something I don't think people understand is like, there are all these recommendations on, you know, what to do, how to, how to handle LGBT issues, how to handle trans issues, how to, like, all of these general recommendations are also like, you know, your friends best. You and I can do this with each other. I can say, I think you're this label. You wouldn't do that to a rando on the internet, right. but like we're friends, so we know we have the relationship. Like you know your friends allegedly. best. Allegedly, <laughs> we'll find out <laughs> if this podcast is to be believed. Yeah. Um, you know your friends best. You know what's appropriate for your friendship. So don't let the I think especially non LGBT people let the general rules that they hear then affect their actual personal friendships where they're like, I don't want to ask you about this thing. Cause I know you're not supposed to put the burden of educating on it. And it's like, yo, we're friends though. Right. Like you, right. th- that doesn't fit our relationship. Yep. You know that we ask each other stuff and talk, you know? So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Plus like we got to make content. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I'm going to talk to you. Uh, talk to you about demisexuality. You have been c- accused by some, some, some in this room. Some people, <laughs> minimum of one person in this room has accused you. <laughs> yeah, of, of being demisexual. We're going to talk about that. I did want to do a brief like history, but in, in like an etymological sense, because oh, I, I think these things are interesting. I but... have a history online too. Do you? Yeah. Well, awesome. Yeah. Does it include like where the the prefix demi comes from? It does not. Okay, great. So, <laughs> uh, words that start with the letters D E M I, so that that prefix that you add comes from the Latin demidius, meaning from the middle or in the middle, which I think is a bad name. Oh. I I I I don't know, like sexually in the middle what they're going after Hot. is that you're somewhere between asexual and allosexual that there's a spectrum of like 
horny to not horny, and that you're in the middle of that somewhere. And I think that that's a gross oversimplification of what demisexuality actually is and, and how it's defined. It also gets conflated sometimes with gray sexual, which I'm not going to super go into. But like it, it, one thing that everybody's in agreement about is that demisexuality falls somewhere on the asexual spectrum, meaning people whose sexual attraction is not the norm or the typical. Is that yeah? So yeah, I mean, good? I think oversimplification, especially when looking at labels, part of the importance is, or, or like part of the thing that I've noticed is all of them are oversimplified. Calling yourself gay, sure, extremely oversimplifies these things, and I think we have a tendency to want them to be fully descriptive and and. Every, because of such the variety of human experiences, we we try to come up with words that categorize things. But uh, yeah, I agree they're gross over, oversimplifications. But that's just language and and words and labels. So yeah, 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 yeah. I, that's a good point. That's good feedback. Thanks. I mean, thanks for being here and saying words on your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I do it every week. Yeah. So what is demisexuality? I think this is hilarious demisexuality.org is a treasure trove of info all about this shit they say demisexuality is a sexual orientation in which someone feels sexual attraction only to people with whom they have an emotional bond most demisexuals feel sexual attraction rarely compared to the general population and some have little to no interest in sexual activity so that describes a surprising number of people, at least according to the information that I can find, demisexual uh, uh, demisexuality.org does link to a whole bunch of resources about this and the way that it's studied. Hmm. Um, there was a 2016 community survey of self-identified asexuals, and uh, they said that asexuals represent somewhere like in the 1% range of of humans. And of those, only about 8.6% of them identified as demisexual. And uh, that was the second smallest showing after the ubiquitous none of the above. When asked, <laughs> like, which of these describes you the best? So really, since about 1% of the population identifies as asexual, uh, according to the U.S. News and World Report, um, that means it's likely that less than one-tenth of one percent of the population identifies as demisexual but like with a lot of human percentages that's still a fuck ton of people right there's a fuck ton of people and these are conversations that i think we have not been having at least in the last generation so i think yeah 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 and and um that's that's true it's this whole thing that you talk about a lot on the show of like it's not new we just have a label now, and that is a vehicle to talk about it. So yeah. it seems like it's more prevalent yeah. when it's when it's when it's when it's not. Um, studies studies have shown that demisexuality is a legitimate uh, uh, sexual orientation. There are lots of rumors out there that like it's fake, or there's mm. just a desire for a label, or it's prudes who want to show their moral superiority by labeling themselves that mm. for the purpose of shaming others. Yeah, none of that's true. It's yeah, all, yeah. It, it's it's an actual legit orientation that someone neither chose nor can help so nor change which is interesting hmm. intentionally anyway like there's no conversion therapy for right. demisexuality right, right 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 okay so a lot of that stuff seems in line with the asexuality overall yeah uh, though yeah yeah, yeah, okay. yeah ab- absolutely so the word demisexuality was first coined by a user on the asexual visibility and education <gasps> network called my word too a-, a v e n in 2006 
So AVEN started in 2001, and in 2006, this user made the word demisexuality. So there are a bunch of questions on the the page, what is demisexuality, that I think are worth talking about. Um, What is the emotional bond demisexuals need for sexual attraction? And the answer here is that it is, uh, it's, it's different for everyone. It, it's a spectrum like everything else. Is. So many of the de- definitions are like, y- you both want something like some kind of definition. And there are a lot of, some people do like, uh, some people experience this, some people experience this. And so it's, it's yeah. hard to be both inclusive of lots of different experiences, but also give something a definition so we can understand just overall. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so usually, Emotional intimacy is a main component, so demisexuals find themselves attracted to close friends or romantic partners, but uh, just having an emotional bond also doesn't mean that a sexual attraction is going to happen. It's just that it has to happen. Hmm. One of the questions here, is it normal, isn't it normal to only want sex after getting to know someone? That's, I had that written in the notes, that this is the, this is the noise. The, you, you knew that noise was going to come out of my mouth? P's, F's, S's, and T's <laughs> mashed in a random... Yeah, thing. it's like a cat laid on your keyboard. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so most people, most allosexuals feel sexual attraction regardless of whether or not they have a close emotional bond with someone. And uh, they may have sexual feelings for attractive people on the street, classmates or coworkers they've barely spoken to, or celebrities. Now, they, they might wait to have sex for a variety of reasons... <laughs> <laughs> it it might not be feasible or appropriate. They want to make sure the person is respectful and kind. It's against their religious beliefs. They only want to have sex in a romantic relationship. The difference is that demisexuals don't start out with these sexual feelings at all. Hmm. There are other 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 questions in here, but uh, one thing one thing I thought that we could go through is there's another article of what demisexual is demisexuality is not. Oh. Demisexuality is not only having sex with people you love. So demisexual folks can 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 bang whoever, uh, whether they love them or not. Yeah, emotion emotional attachment doesn't necessarily mean like you're in a relationship, you're in love, you're yeah. Right. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So uh it just means that there has to be an emotional bond of some some kind. It's not abstaining from sex until marriage. Uh, people think demisexuals are waiting until marriage. That that's hmm. that that's uh, that, that's a it, not that they don't think of it as a sexual orientation, but they think of it as like a a lifestyle choice. Uh. That what once they're in a committed relationship, then the floodgates are open and they'll be horny all the time and want to bang. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it, it's also not how most people or women operate normally. And it's just reiterating that like. This is a, it's a it's a sexual orientation and p- the, these people are legitimately different. Yeah. Um not and not how people operate normally like meaning it isn't uncommon like most people are not this. Right. It's not that it's bad or not valid it's just uncommon. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So getting to I'm going to talk about me now. <gasps> yeah. Okay, great. I think I have said a lot on the show that anonymous sex doesn't work for me and that I need to have some kind of a level of relationship or trust built with someone if I'm to have a pleasurable sexual encounter. Mm -hmm. 
where I have struggled with the label of demisexual, which someone may or may not have used for me once on this show, uh, uh, is, Derek. <laughs> is the, the, the number of places where it's, it, at least in, in the literature that I find in like demisexuality.org, blah, 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 is that you don't feel sexual feelings at all until that has been built up. And that's just not true. Like, I will go to the bar and be like, oh, he's hot. Oh, he's hot. Oh, he's hot. And and be very physically attracted to someone and, and whatever they have going on. The stuff that I read about demisexuality seems to preclude that. I just think that the labels are less... Pers- aren't they less prescriptive than that? Like, does it say every... Like, you never have... No one has a sexual feeling? Like... It always seems to, like I was saying, like all of them seem to say like most or some people don't, others do, but yeah. Well, so I found an article on Best Life, and I think we've been to that site before. Don't know if it's reputable or not. Don't care. Here we go. (laughs) Signs of demisexuality, and I'm just going to talk about like how I feel about them. Maybe you can talk about how you feel about them too. Okay. So we can compare notes. Okay. Demisexual people usually aren't big fans of physical touch. Now, I vehemently do not identify with that Mm -hmm. physical touch is my love language and like i'm down for a good cuddle sesh with a perfect ass stranger at any point in time yeah um i don't know you don't like hugs i don't know i don't know (laughs) i i'm weird about physical touch but that's for like other reasons yeah okay because i like that's like body image issues and like I don't know. Trust issues are like, yeah, there's, but there are multiple kinds of, there are multiple kinds of attraction and sexual and romantic are the two most common. I mean, even breaking it down, like, you know, homo sexual, homo romantic, like those two things are often the same, but breaking that down is often a first step to understanding like, Oh, there's different levels. There's also, there are even beyond that more there. There's, and I looked them up there. Like some people are like, they're five, they're 10, they're, 32 but like the ones that kept coming up sexual romantic there's also physical so that is wanting to cuddle someone but not necessarily fuck someone like yeah. there that's physical attraction to someone it's not it's it is for a lot of people connected to sexual attraction but not necessarily i want to cuddle griffin mcelroy yeah so i think i have a physical attraction to griffin mcelroy great um <laughs> let's Let's consider demisexual from the lens of Griffin McElroy. <laughs> That's how I think we'll be able to evaluate this. No, um, there's also emotional attraction, yeah. which you've been mentioning a lot in this, sure. and there is aesthetic attraction. Yeah. That is, as an example, a completely straight dude looks at at Chris Hemsworth and like, yes, that looks good. I don't want to fuck him. I don't want to date him. I can tell that he is a, an attractive man. That's aesthetic attraction. Yeah. So part of why I bring that up is because like that wanting to like, like wanting physical touch and whatever is not necessarily the same as like sexual attraction. That doesn't mean that you want a sexual. Yeah. Well, so it, it, that's yeah. Demisexual people usually aren't big fans of physical touch. I think that that's that's. An interesting, like maybe you, maybe you disagree. With, oh no, with, no, no! Like, I I don't know enough to disagree with what they say. Okay, I, I was going to say this later, but I'll oh. say it now. So there is this thing. I'm very torn. I'm torn about this label for myself for a number of reasons, and uh, I, I'm happy to go to go into those. But this quote, when I was like, absolutely not. I'm completely not demisexual. Mm-hmm. There's just no way, and I have a whole like argument for that mm-hmm. that I'll go into. But 
this this quote like sort of sort of is the thing that has had me spinning all morning. Mm. Quote. Many demisexuals confuse sensual attraction, <laughs> wanting to touch, cuddle, etc., with sexual attraction, and it can be difficult to differentiate the two. I have felt sensually attracted to people, but not sexually attracted. And I know this because the thought of cuddling with them is pleasant, but the thought of doing anything sexual with them feels weird. You might conduct a similar thought experiment if you're wondering whether or not you're sexually attracted to someone. And I definitely... I mean, I'm just so torn, Kyle. Hmm. I'm so torn. Because for me, I will see a hot dude. I'm like immediately down with like a whole range of things that I want to do with that person. I want to touch that person, kiss that person, cuddle with that person, rub up on that person. Like all of those things are, are very immediate. Then there's also like, I want I want to do stuff with our penises together. That would be fun. <laughs> And and then maybe anal, but that's actually I'm not a side, but that's like that comes last mm. out of my like desire of things to do with mm. someone. And I so then in a hookup though I, I'll I'll end up going home with that person or bringing that person home if I haven't built up enough of a trust with that person. If we do any of those level two or level three things, and by that I mean blowjobs or anal. I will maybe, sometimes even likely, have a panic attack and won't enjoy it and will want to leave. And but it feels about it, it feels like it's about safety. I get up in my head, I don't trust this person, I don't know this person, this isn't fun. How am I gonna get through this? And then my boner goes away and um I, I'm I'm like unsatisfied and embarrassed. What's interesting to me, though, is I always, I always want to. I always, I always feel like this is like what I want for myself. And like sometimes the stars align and it's magical and it's wonderful and it's exactly what I wanted. And it, like a slot machine, it keeps coming me, it keeps me coming back for more. Like a slot machine. <laughs> I, I keep putting my quarters in that slot machine. Because I, I get a perfectly fun, awesome, wonderful jackpot payout often enough that it, it keeps me going. So it, it doesn't feel like it's anything constitutional. It feels situational to me. Hmm. Like if I just have a beer with someone and measure their mutual attraction in a conversation, that improves the chances that the wheels aren't going to fall off the bus for me mid-coitus. God, I fucking hate the word coitus. I know, okay, sorry. this is yours. No, no. Uh, but, but Wait, if you have a beer with someone... The greater the establishment of a mute of a of a connection with someone, the greater the chances you will enjoy the sexual experience. Exactly, exactly. Hmm. And is that not the definition of demisexuality? It's not because okay. demisexuality. The stuff that I've been reading, anyway, is about the feeling sexually attracted to someone, not your ability to act on it. I something I hear and this is what I like after you said when I um, or someone I forget who said that you might be this and your response was like no I see people and I you know think sexy thoughts or think about uh, like uh, what I realized later part of it is there there's a difference between fantasies and what actually happened a lot of people have fantasies there are plenty of fantasies that I don't want to actually come true or even porn I look at that I'm like 
that would be hot. I don't actually want to do that. When I actually have sex with someone, like uh, so many things that are hypothetical or fantasy, or even I talk about on the show of like loving or, or being really into, I don't actually want that. Mm-hmm. It's like, I wonder how much is things you fantasize about, but that doesn't mean you actually want them to happen. Yeah. Great question. I wonder that too. <laughs> I also think. I don't want to identify as that because I don't want it to be true. Hmm. I don't want to be a demisexual. Even if demisexuality does encompass what's true for me, these are things about myself that I want to change, Hmm. that I wish I could change, that I wish I could figure out, that I talk to my therapist all the time about like, do I just need to practice more? Do I just need to like find the people I feel safer with and like bang them more so that I get better at that? Like it is not an identify an identity that I want to claim. Hmm. If it's true, I want it to be different. Hmm. So I don't want to call myself that. Hmm. That's, wow. What? That says that there's something there. Not necessarily that that label is for you, but there's something very big and important there. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel that I don't want to change the way I have sex or what I do. Like I would like people to not judge random hookups because those can be, I think uh, so many people in our community judge them. Like I want to change how other people perceive it or I want it like, but I don't think about, I don't want this in myself, like this, like how I handle sexual tracks. I don't, I, I wish I was less anxious about hookups before they happened. I wish, you know, there's lots of things I would, but I don't have like what you're describing feels like a more inner deep seated, like dislike of something about yourself Mm. that, that means it's big and important. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Also, I'm okay. I'm, I do this in therapy too. Mm -hmm. I'm debating whether like I am, like intentionally moving on to something else because oh. I want to avoid talking about what we were just talking about or if it's actually related oh. and okay to bring it anyway, blah, blah, blah. There's the added component that makes me shy away from the demisexual label that there is a window of knowing someone. If I know someone too well, I absolutely will not be sexually attracted to them whatsoever, which seems like the opposite of demisexuality, right? Like, like it seems just, like, no, go ahead. What? No, no, no. Keep going. But keep going. No, no. Great. You'll be you'll be happy to hear. I have no desire to fuck you, Kyle, and it's because we're very, very, very Hold good on, let friends. Me cross that off my. Li- <laughs> no, you know I know that about you. Yeah, and, and there are other situations too that are are, are similarly uh, non-starters for me, like fraternity brothers. I have a hard time with that. Even the hot ones. Like, I have a hard uh, time. By <laughs> Being gay doesn't mean you have to be attracted to every dude. I understand that. I think this is a similar thing. Just being the demisexual label does not mean people you have an emotional attraction to. You will want now want to have sex with them. Well, okay. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, There was a non reciprocated period of time when I would have been into you and kind of was. So like that's, I don't, it's not, it's not because I wouldn't, I can't find, I don't find you attractive. Like that's, that's not what that is. That okay. <laughs> I want to talk about that now, okay. but we're talking about important shit. The shit you're talking about. Mike. What? Do you want to fuck me? Oh my god. <laughs> wow. Wow. Mike. What? Do you want to fuck me? Oh my me? god, Kyle. 
now I'm bright red. This is awesome. Hey, hey, my, I, just, hey my, I just I just felt it happen. It's like doing I just like did a bunch of poppers. Like, I'm that <laughs> red, like from New Orleans. <laughs> Wait, no, do I, you want to fuck me? Okay, so like early, early, early on, like when we were first getting to know each other and we were hanging out with some regularity, I, I found you attractive. And, and like then that's right about the same time that I met my ex-husband and like the, the, the shit changed and we became better friends and you got friend zoned and like that's how it happened. Mike. Don't make me say I wanted to fuck you. That's like, that's awful. But if you say no, then I'll be sad. Oh. Well. <laughs> 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 you don't have to say anymore I, th- th- why is that a weird thing to talk about with your friends i mean i uh, i don't know yeah i get it. It, it it makes sense with what i know about you of like oh, kinds of things you like and 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 we've talked about enough that i know like we both are like this is platonic and will not happen and mm-hmm. sorry listeners but mm-hmm. um maybe you aged out <laughs> <laughs> you and Davy Wavy, man. Um, I, okay, back to you. Yeah, great. But like, what about uh, me or other people? Like, you're attracted. <laughs> I'm not going to always include my li- me and my yeah, in the list of great. people you are attracted to. Great. Um, uh, like, uh, but we got like we we became friends and got to know each other. Is that during the process when you like? But and then we got to know each other more, and clearly that stopped. But like, is that during the course of the process where? Like you felt that there were like there was an emo- there was a connection there that involved us becoming friends. Like, right. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. But okay. But the the all of this newfound evidence that everyone gets to enjoy uh, is just that I think I think from what I'm maybe I'm just wrong in understanding demisexuality that that's that's sort of the opposite of of what they experience in that if the connection is too strong if it hasn't become sexual already it's never going to like there's a proximity that a person reaches emotionally from a trust and vulnerability perspective that then becomes very much not sexual Hmm. and and won't be Hmm. and that's the that's confusing to me because like demisexuality the implication is that if you're going to be into someone the emotional bond strengthens that. Like there's all of this focus on like long-term relationships or like six months to a year for some demisexuals before they feel sexually attracted to somebody. And then it's, they're super into it or whatever. This, this feels like the opposite of, of, of that. Is that the case with everyone that a stronger emotional connection makes you not want to, or less likely to have sex with them? I don't know. I mean, is that true for everyone? I, for you. As you, yes. you know, your ex-husband, you got married and hopefully established a stronger emotional connection. Did you feel less sexually attracted by that? No. Okay. No. It's all about like the sex has to start before the window closes. Hmm. Because once the window is closed, it's closed. Yeah. My point is just, it is not that after emotional connection, you don't feel sexual attraction. It is that it works only with certain number of people. Yeah. And... I don't think any identity requires it to be with every person there. It's not that does it happen with everyone? It's does it happen? Mm. Hmm. Again, we're doing, we're doing so much of the shit that you should not do with like, I I would never with anyone else, but you tried to explain to them. uh, I, Oh, go ahead. 
I think the biggest thing that you've said is like, I don't want this label to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there's a whole bunch of like reasons for that. We've, we've talked about the fact that I feel defective when I, when I look around at my like gay male friends who just hook up and fuck and it's amazing and they have so much fun. And like that, that's not how my sexuality works very much feels like, like a problem, Mm -hmm. a deficiency, a, I don't, I don't like, I don't like it. And then if it were that like, I never enjoyed an anonymous hookup, that's the other thing. It's not that like, it's not that my batting average is zero when it comes to the casual random hookup. It's, it's, I have had a fucking fantastic time with a random ass stranger that I just met before. So if I don't know, it's black and white thinking and for that, that sucks. But like, if it if it were if it were truly never ever ever did that work for me, then I might have a better time accepting it. It would be yeah. It would I agree. You'd definitely be easier if there were some of these like oh definitively never. I mean also that's why the term gray sexual is like something that we talk about because asexuality does not mean you never have any sexual feelings or hookups that are good. I don't know. Like you're describing, you have had hookups with random people that have been good. It sounds like that is the rare case, not the norm. That's true. And what you said is when you had those, you wanted to continue <laughs> those hookups. Yep. But it's, it's, okay. 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 <laughs> I don't need that judgy face. <laughs> but okay. Okay. Again, so much of the, doc- the documentation that I've read talks about sexual desire. And mine has always felt like a deficiency of ability. And because I, I very much have desire both the like the strong like physical feeling of of wanting to be sexy time with someone but then also i i want to act on that and have it be successful hmm. it's it's the execution and ability that is where the wheels fall off the bus for me hmm. and it's always there are themes to when I will be successful and when I won't be. None of those themes are are black and white, like, absolutes. But I, because it feels possible, and that's how I want to be, I want to, I want to figure it out and fix it or, or, or whatever. Hmm. Um, and, I, and something about, something about taking that label on and using it for myself feels like giving up on something that I'm not done struggling against. Why do you want to struggle against it and change this thing? Like what, what we, like it sounds like you want to change an aspect of who knows whether it's because of, because this is how you are or there's an issue or, or whatever. Why, why do you want to struggle against it and make like random hookups happen? For example, because, because when it works, it's awesome. Who doesn't like jizzing with a stranger? Like it, <laughs> Me most of the time, but I, but sometimes I love it and I, it would be great if I could have that happen more often. Yeah. Like what are the, what are the things that you said? There's like a constellation of things that, that can make it good. Yeah. What are some of, some of those things? Um, knowing the person beyond just like random ass text messages, a comfortable environment, especially one in which I am able to lay down or they can, whatever someone who likes to make out a lot of dudes especially in an anonymous situation don't want to use their mouth mm. uh there's a vibe like a a 
if I feel like there's a, a reciprocation of like, I'm not just being used for that person to get off, but like that we are invested in each other's pleasure um, and responsive to each other's feedback that it tends to be more successful. Um, am I answering the question? Yeah, you are. Some of the things you're describing feel like a connection with a person, but whom am I to judge? Yeah. Well, well literally I'm doing that. So I don't know. <laughs> you said you, you don't want to take on this label. What would it mean if this label were true? Okay. I'm, I hold on. Okay. I'm serious. I'm going to say it, but I'm just like, can't believe that I'm going to say it. Something else that will make it successful is if I have paid for it. Oh, why? I don't know. Hmm. We, that's something to unpack for sure. Hmm. But like, yeah. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Hmm. Especially since that tends to, f- because the transactional nature of that sort of precludes an actual genuine connection hmm. or something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so embarrassed when I'm so pro like sex work is is fine and moral and I, I have I have used the services of sex workers in the past like that's I saying that out loud is hard yeah anyway yeah when um when it happens is it kind of akin to like those more anonymous hookups that you fantasize about like you don't have to like you don't talk like they come over it's just the sex it's it, I think, okay, so breaking it down, I think it's because I trust, because I'm paying this person, they are sort of contractually obligated to listen to me, and I feel more comfortable in my ability to draw boundaries with them, say what I like and what I don't, and it doesn't matter if it's compatible with what they want or not. Their job is to just make that happen within reason, yeah. right? And and uh, it's not a negotiation. It's I, I, don't, I don't require trust because it's transactional hmm. I, I i don't know uh, yeah did that even make sense it did oh, it did, okay. it did. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just like i'm thinking through like what like kyle what why did you do this i did you know this was gonna happen i i knew something <laughs> would and i didn't know we'd we'd hear that here we'd be yeah. um <laughs> Some of the... I'm so sweaty. Okay. okay. <laughs> Some people love that. Yeah. Like, uh, what I didn't hear is I get to give them money so that they can come and rail me real hard and leave and I never have to talk to them again. You said so that they will listen to me, that we can communicate boundaries, that we I can describe things I'm into and not. Like, I don't know. Which, so the narrative that comes out of that becomes... I don't trust my ability to say, no, not like that. Please do it like this instead. Yeah. And um, that maybe I just need to practice being sexually assertive hmm. and that I'm not demisexual. I'm perfectly allosexual. I just have a bunch of trauma responses to sex and I, I need to practice. I think about uh, on our episode about sides yeah. with dr joe court yeah um he talked we when we were talking about sides one of the th- questions that i had for him was about is there some people have issues with anal because they were grown up in a religion that gives them these kinds of issues sure. or they associate it with gay and gay is bad and you know you know is that is there something that needs unpacking there that you might miss 
with Sidon, he said like, yes, we need to talk about some of these issues. Also, does it matter why they are aside? I don't know. So, right. yeah, uh, I, I, I know I keep, I, I am pushing this in a way that I will stop now. Uh, it, it makes sense that maybe <laughs> um, <laughs> it makes it, it seems There's a boundary. You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe like it brought in a broader sense in life, you being able to say, here is what I want. Yeah. And like, I think, hey, and oh. I'm real bad at that. You know this about me. I do. Great. Please continue. Yeah. So no, <laughs> it makes sense that that comes up here. Yeah. yeah. Have you considered being a therapist? Boy, no. I mean, okay. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and having, I don't, yeah. Hmm. Sounds like a lot of school and work. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of. I don't know how to wrap this up so we can move forward. Like, I, okay. Yeah. How about this? Yeah. Did you want to fuck me? (laughs) There are definitely issues to unpack that are unrelated to this label about trust and whatever. Also, some of it reminds me of what you've described about being gay. You hooked up with a dude and were like, oh, no, I'm not into dudes because this one scenario. Oh, I could fuck a vagina. And that meant I'm straight. Like you you use some evidence to rally against yourself on why it's true. Yeah. yeah. So... uh, those are just some of the things. Uh, why don't we end it with how do you feel about yourself and this label after talking through it? Betterhelp.com slash gay. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. There's, there's enough that I just, don't feel fits that I'm not ready to claim the label, but it does seem, I don't know. I, I don't know what I am, Kyle. That's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, and if, if it is that, I mean, is that actually bound? Should I not like joke about or push? No, it's fine. Okay. No, it's not. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. If like you uh, right now, no, don't feel it fits. I don't know. Was it useful looking up some of these things? Like, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I I definitely didn't understand some of it, and I uh, had some misconceptions that have been cleared up. Yeah. So yeah, that's good. Yeah, we can leave it there if you want. Do you want to talk about demi gender? Yeah, I do. This do gonna, you? This is gonna be a long episode. Yeah, it is. Is that okay? I guess so. <laughs> do we? I mean, the other option is like make the demi Lovato part a the patreon segment let's do that let's do that okay let's do that okay we're gonna talk about demi lovato in the patreon segment cool demi gender demi gender i will like you did tell you a little bit about it it's see unlike demisexual i think demi for demi gender if i understand demi gender correctly which i probably don't which is good that you're going to explain <clears> it here <throat> in just a little bit is like somewhere between mm. In, in in the middle. See, this is the shit that I worry about for you. I'm going back to you, but like demi technically means between and like, but that's not what, but then we use it in a different way and you're, I don't know. Great. Okay. We don't have to go back to you. All right. The Mayo. What is it, Kyle? The Mayo Clinic. <laughs> <laughs> the Mayo Clinic says children. Mm, um, Mayo. Mm, on fries. Mm-hmm. Most children categorize their own gender by age three. 
However, because gender stereotypes are reinforced, some children learn to behave in ways that bring them the most reward, despite their authentic gender identity. Yeah. I think this is why the, all of these labels feel new. A lot of people were socially rewarded to man or woman to fall into the binary. Yeah. Um, and I think it's helpful that there are a lot of new labels or way we're just describing things to help better represent people's experience. Yep. I say that because demi, a demi gender may also be called at least the masculine version, demi guy, demi man, demi boy, demi dude, like all of those. Demi dude. Demi dude. Demi boy is the most common one that, that you would see. Um, the, uh, the trans youth equality foundation describes it as a person who feels their gender identity partially identifies with a masculine identity, but is not wholly binary. Many identify this way, regardless of their assigned gender, falls under the trans umbrella. Mm-hmm. Um, unfor- like One of the downsides, so this was uh, started, the word best they can trace it back started in 2010. Okay, yeah. So like here's like a, a more recent kind of word and definition we've had. Yep. It was uh, first defined on the Asexuality Visibility and Education Network. AVN. Which is interesting to me because it is, they had it like, apparently they have a gender form. It is not a in the asexuality spectrum it is not like part of that so i just think it was like they happen to have forums and discussions about other labels and yeah yeah identify and intersectionality is is a is a thing they talk about a lot yep so it started there um there was a there's a blog called gender queer id that apparently is is popular that also included a definition Flags and symbols were uh, created on Tumblr and DeviantArt. And anytime something is started or spread through Tumblr, that is like a like a attack that then right-wing people can really levy against people like Tumblr. Oh, our Tumblr generation, all these like, you know, young kids see something on Tumblr. Like, um, that just word alone, I think, is like what they cling on to of why things aren't real. Which Tumblr's dead. No more porn. <laughs> You know what? Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is back when they had porn. Yeah. Yeah. Let's remember miss those the, days. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I never used Tumblr. I don't get Tumblr. I've. I never like. Yeah. Oh well. I mean, it's. You don't need to know. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I guess I don't. I just. I guess I don't care. Um, th- and I think even though the word started around 2010, uh, like Cosmo wrote an article in 2021. I think it is mm-hmm. um, only recently like people are more widely talking about it like i don't it's just like a one weird example but just like the article a cosmo article about it feels to me like okay that's a it's not tumblr it's not avn it's a more like a bigger outlet that is talking about this definition and what it is that says something to me of what level it's reached yep for sure absolutely did you do the the google trends look up for it no no i try i was actually like tried to find um I should have. Uh, I tried to find like percentage of people that that use this, and I then found this whole like identity survey that then was. I started reading this way bigger thing that, and I, I had, like had to stop because it was like not about this specifically. So no, I don't. I don't know. Um, um, I first heard about it in 2017. I distinctly remember because I was at a, I was leaving for a training for my new job, and I saw this definition. I was like, oh this might be me. Like I'd never heard this. And I was like, Oh, that's like, that's interesting. And I even remember I um, asked you for the field recorder when I went on this training yeah. because I was like, 
oh, I want to talk about this and record like I'm just learning about this and this could make like something interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then I stopped looking at it because I started, com- I, I saw the uh, demisexual, mm-hmm. thought it was that and then like got confused on the different demis. Yeah. Part yeah. of why I wanted to do this episode at all. Yeah. And when I also have realized just about like, even like gender identity or, or, or appearance that I've like explored when I'm really depressed, I don't, I can't do or think about anything else. Like the moment, um, I started taking medication a while ago that actually worked for me. And unfortunately I had to stop a while ago when I felt better and depression wasn't the main thing I was dealing with. That's when I started to like look at gender and, and think about some of these labels. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I guess I'll, talk about me yeah um i like i think a lot about this stuff especially recently i think about this all the time and um it's it's interesting because i there is a conflation of symptoms or a not a conflation like this combination of symptoms that i wonder if i just want an explanation for and this would like if if questioning gender and gender identity like it explains depression anxiety body dysmorphia like so many things that i feel yeah uh, this is gonna sound weird but sometimes i wish i had a brain tumor that they could be like oh that's the problem i don't care if they could remove it or not just to be like that's why yeah that's what's going on with you for sure that would be real nice yeah 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 so sometimes i fear that i okay sorry same like everything everything i was saying at the top of the episode about like I, I i wish that there were a magic bullet that could just fix it yeah for sure anyway please continue yeah 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 so i i guess i don't i wrote down a bunch of shit but i don't know like what to talk about what um what do you want what do you want to talk about i don't know i um there are some days where i'm like oh yeah that label totally fits maybe a like more like Maybe there's even more going on than just a partial connection to masculinity. Maybe there's none. Sometimes I think like that's all stupid and I don't know why I'm thinking about it. I just like need to get over it. And I'm like just a regular guy that like thinks about overthinks about some of these things. So it's, um, it's really weird to figure out what's actually true. Yeah. I, something that I thought was really interesting that for anyone like when I think of someone questioning their gender, I think of the people that are like, I knew I was trapped, a boy trapped in a girl's body from when I was a kid. And that to me describes gender dysphoria. Sure. Okay. And I found this article that... Also not a requirement. Also it, not a... It doesn't have to happen at age three. Yeah. doesn't have... And you don't have to have dysphoria to... Like there's there's a lot of new things that... That used to be kind of the phrase that we said yeah. or that explained trans and is not the case. Uh, there was this article called gender dysphoria isn't what you think. And it's by Cassie LaBelle. It was on medium in 2020 and from a distance dysphoria can look like anxiety, depression, body dysmorphia, dysmorphia, or a hundred other things. Cassie put a list on Twitter that was like, you know, the a fish in water doesn't know it's in water or whatever. Like mm-hmm. you don't recognize some of the things if you just constantly experience them and put a list of here are things that I didn't know were gender dysphoria. Mm-hmm caveat that that cassie included they were like it's possible some of these things uh cis people feel yeah so and 
not a comprehensive list, not what everyone feels like, but just for them, I didn't look at their pronouns. So I don't know what pronouns. Um, the, that, this is not a comprehensive list. This is just for them when they kind of figured this out, things that they didn't realize. Whenever I watch a sitcom or listen to a stand-up set, the men do X, women do Y. I innately cited and identified with the woman. Mm-hmm. I have said before to you, this was surprising. Whenever there's a study, I always identify with what the women, mm-hmm. the, the women side. And I said that to you because I thought all gay dudes did that. And you were like, no, I don't. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, that, that confused me. Uh, I dislike my name as well as all nicknames. I had a deep unwavering sense that I was going to die young. I felt dis- oh, back up, oh, back up. Oh, do you like your name? I had growing up. I didn't really like it. Hmm. Because like all Kyle's punch walls or whatever. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know that until an adult. But I you know. I just, I don't know. A little bit like I think Kyle's boring. So like uh-huh. I don't know. I I don't. I didn't never like my name. Okay, sorry. The next um, one. And that, well, that's what I worry about. This being a checklist yeah, of like I get it. I, I, but but I do. But this is what I'm also doing. Of like yes or no. Um, I had a deep unwavering sense that I was going to die young and felt disconnected to my body. I felt mysterious aches and pains like a heart attack. Being in a male-only or male-dominated space made me feel on edge. There was always a sense of being an interloper or trying to speak in phrases in a language that I didn't understand in order to gain acceptance. Yeah, sure. I absolutely feel like that. A lot of this, too, one of the struggles is I have then attributed some of these things to being gay. And they they are like gay men feel uncomfortable a lot of times in male spaces because you're like trying to be like a straight dude. But yeah. Well, okay, and you've said before that you don't necessarily feel that level of disconnection in a space of gay men, that it's it's specifically straight men that you have this sort of tension about. Yeah, yeah. and growing up, people's dads, that always like, ugh. oh, there was one that was like, I don't know if I wrote down, the moment if you're hanging out in a group and the last woman leaves, yeah. and now you're around dudes, like, like the there's just like a oh shit moment like yeah yeah there's a big code switch that happens for everybody too right like it suddenly gets way dutier yeah and yeah um none of my deepest sexual fantasies involve me being me and they definitely didn't involve me being male um hmm. that one uh, i don't know that is not totally me but on occasion yeah uh, I uh, I think we've even talked about again like a lot of things I then like think about early on was like did you imagine like having sex as a woman like, yeah yeah uh, I like it, I, that's a fun fantasy yeah I really enjoy that one yeah uh, I don't like being tall I told myself I liked being tall because society privileges tallness and I definitely liked being able to see the stage at concerts <laughs> yeah. I like being able to reach the top of cabinets but I uh, uh, would way rather be smaller and cuter yeah I have often said that i wish i was shorter mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which everyone like is confused by mm-hmm. um well it i've sometimes wondered for you if that's because of of being conspicuous mm. or if it's something more than that like yeah uh, in uh, and it, it that's a good point but also i want to be in a relationship where i get to be like the cute little one that someone cuddles okay. and i will not have that experience you don't know that there are like big ass dudes out there. That is very true. Six foot four and up dudes. Hit me up on my mobile. Yep. Um, that's from my brother, my brother, me, Griffin mm-hmm. McElroy. What's up? Um, I don't know. It's. It, Come to the Netherlands. Apparently they're super ass tall. Oh, yeah? Yeah. All right. And do they have Republicans there? No. 
<laughs> and lots of drugs. Oh. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it's very white, though. I'm very white. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I uh, So as I've been exploring, like, different kinds of clothing like skirts there is something that i'm like i the first time i walked outside in a skirt i was like oh i love this Mm -hmm. also it's very breezy and feels good so like Mm -hmm. uh, that there's so many things that i question myself on it's like oh that could be gender euphoria oh or that could be feeling the cool breeze on your legs like yeah uh, i shaved my legs not too long ago and i very much liked that yeah it's grown back since monkey pox. <laughs> then I shaved my legs and cut myself several times. And then I was like, is this where I cut myself or is this a monkey pox? So that's oh. was very poor timing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. So there's, there's a lot of things that I sometimes will gather evidence of why my gender is not completely male. Mm-hmm. And other times where I'm like, this is, uh, I just have like some men ex- experience these things. Some gay men experience these things. And dudes can wear skirts and they can still be dudes. So I am very much. Yeah. I don't know. It has been interesting to me to watch you play with gender. It's been super awesome. I've been like legit proud of you for like saying fuck it and, and and doing it. You got your, your nails and, and you've done some makeup things and and skirts and shoes. And, and um, I've also been super interested in the fact that you continue to have like the rugged symbol of masculinity on your face mm, yeah all the time yeah and my lips when, when you when you have shaved your beard off it has been for like something for the stupid for the podcast like getting into drag or whatever and then you grow it back yeah like like that's a that's a, a solid part of your identity it's just interesting to me that it's such it's such a like quintessential masculine trait that you seem to yeah. very much identify are uncomfortable without yeah etc and trying to connect those dots and make it make sense it has been difficult and it doesn't have to make sense right it's not it's not my body or life but like i I, i've thought about it you you wanted it to be your body briefly when you first met me i can oh my god (laughs) and i can't i it's really just beard envy kyle i mean i've been jealous of people that don't have any hair oh well but uh, i uh, exact same things I think about too when I completely like body hair. I was always very uncomfortable about with it when I, as a kid, when I learned I would have to shave or um, when uh, I remember uncle joked about like visible hair in your chest. I was like, gross. I do not (laughs) want that to happen. When I started getting um, body hair, I was extremely uncomfortable and hated it. And I even had got my mom to help me like trim my underarm hair because I thought it was like too long and gross. Yeah. I have, when I've shaved it nowadays as an adult, one of the reasons I don't like it is because I don't like the way my body looks and having a beard and having body hair. Some people are into that and that at least I have that at least if I have a gross body, at least there's something on it that someone likes people like beards and are into them. So, so I've gotten positive rewards from it and I think it makes me look better in a in my world where I don't like the way I look. It at least helps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's it, the, the, yeah, no, but it, it's exactly the questions I ask myself and think through and don't and then and go back and forth on like well, I'm going to the deeply uncomfortable subject of body dysmorphia. Mm-hmm. What would your perfect body look like? 
Like what 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 standard are you measuring yourself against and falling short of? Oh, like insigays. Like hot jack dudes. Okay. That's uh a stereotypical masculine ideal that and, you're pointing at and also one that men are trained to want sure that's i mean that's i think that's why like at the beginning so much of this is like what i i in i've seen people's transition photos where they are like a jacked dude and turn and turn not turn into but like then the update is like skinny hot girl like body dysmorphia like what what is the outlet to make that feel better it is getting positive rewards like whatever that mayo clinic was like children learn to behave in ways that bring them the most rewards yep and it's hard to separate out what is something that i've been conditioned to think is the right thing or want and and what gender is what i've been conditioned to think i am and what is real yeah and as someone who if uh, if you text me and say like my parents were like, can I call you on the phone? I need like at least 30 minutes to like take in this and process and be like ready for it. I take such a long time to like accept and process information that there is never going to be an identity that I find. And I'm just like, yo, done. Mm-hmm. I take so long to think and reflect and, and like be ready that um, that's why it's hard to unpack like how much of this is just like, I need to reflect on what has been trained into me mm-hmm. or what is genuine. Yeah. Part of my, and is that, is that a meaningful distinction too? Right? Like w- whether something that's trained into you is genuine, right? It, it's a, uh, you're, you're it, w- no matter where it came from, if it's true, it's true. I get what you're saying. Like it's still happening. Yeah. I think that I was trained to be straight and I changed my voice and preferences. So at the time it was true that I liked the music by fuel. I mean, can you reframe it as like the things that you have control over and the things that you don't, mm. right? Because whether it was trained into you or it's your word, quote unquote, genuine, there are some of those things that you can change now and fix. And there's some of those things that you maybe can't. Yeah. And I, I think that's a more valuable thing to look at. Am I talking about me now? Anyway, <laughs> But like, what 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 can you change and what can't you, regardless of how it happened? Yeah, um, yeah, I yeah, I think like what I am doing right now, my path is, I think I attach a lot to wanting to have wanting to for there to be to know have an answer, uh, and a word that mm-hmm. describes things, and um, and there's an ambiguous state that I feel that I'm in and is uh, uncomfortable. And I'm trying to think of it as I am exploring this. I am questioning and that should be enjoyable. And that uh, there are parts of it that have been that are fun. And I want to keep doing that. And I don't have to know and have an answer. I can just continue to pursue things that I like and try things and not do things I don't like. Um, So uh, it's, I I'm getting very hung up on this label that, um, you know, I think everyone kind of wants. It's nice to feel an, a label that explains things, but we also don't need. Well, and maybe maybe you gotta like maybe a, a, a label or a box is comfortable. Like you're hidden from the elements in there. You've got something to lean on, and it's an identity. And maybe not being in a box is 
super uncomfortable. It's windy out here. Yeah. It creates like a existential agoraphobia to like <laughs> not have your your set of things you can rely on to help define you. Maybe uncomfortable is the right place to be. Maybe maybe you're doing it and it just kind of yeah. sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Well, what I've learned that being in two things like come to mind of like being in the box of when I, when I went to get my monkeypox vaccination, they asked for gender pronouns because they're part of uh, you know knowledgeable and know the shit and i said he him anytime i've like uh, it doesn't happen that much it's happened a couple times since i've like changed my pronouns on my profile and talked about mm-hmm. it here mm-hmm. of like he they when i and then i instinctively say he him and anytime i do that i it is i am like i feel bad hmm. i don't i like not just like why wasn't i assertive but also like i don't like that pure categorization mm-hmm. Also, when we both do this, when we talk about our podcast, often we want to make clear who we are and who we aren't. And we will say we are two gay cis men. And the descriptor of cis feels, I've realized, feels so dismissive of all. Like I'm thinking about and working through all this stuff all the time. And even when I say it or when you've said it, it just feels very dismissive of where I'm at. Hmm. And that sucks. And the other part of it is like, I don't, I don't feel good about claiming the label trans so i don't know what that means sure i just know that i feel it it feels very dismissive when i just say i'm cis or when i just say he him sure so i know i don't like that even though those are easy boxes that i could put myself in and that that feels comfortable or it you know could but it doesn't yeah yeah These boxes don't feel good to me uh uh you're not belaboring the point but i will i can stop saying that i could try to i i uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, maybe I can stop. I don't know. Yeah. Let's try. Okay. <laughs> I think what I what I will say, mm-hmm. what I feel most confident saying, it's so weird. I give people advice on their sexual orientation all the time. Mm-hmm. And like there's so much that I try to think about my advice to people on sexual orientation. I, I try to think about me giving it to myself yeah. when I'm exploring this. Mm-hmm. It is that's okay. To- that's another hot fantasy. <laughs> Is that masturbation? (laughs) I am questioning right now. Yeah. What I feel weird about what I've told other people is that puts you in the LGBT umbrella. (laughs) Like that is a, that is a Q there's queer and questioning that puts you in that category, even if later you realize it's not true. So I don't, anyway, that the parallels are uncomfortable to me, but like that, that's where I'm at right now. Yeah. 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 I think that's good. I think that's healthy. Um, how do you feel? I think one, it's, I think it's opposite for us that you walked in wanting to, or being afraid, afraid sounds too, I don't know. Like you walked in. I'm a big old coward, Kyle. Throw it out there. You know what? (laughs) That's why you never fucked me. I, (laughs) you know, I can't let this go. No, it's great. Okay. Um, uh, I forgot what I was saying. You walked in, it seems like not wanting this label. I walked in being afraid that you would, I mean, some of the things it was like, no, everyone does this being afraid that it would like justify that. I'm just someone overthinking this. Mm. I walked in being afraid of the opposite. Like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I I think the thought had crossed my mind. Hmm. You're an anxious mess and that maybe you could like, (laughs) (laughs) you know, yeah. talk yourself into this 
as a as a as a receptacle into which to pour that anxiety. Oh, right? God, that sounded almost so hot. <laughs> um, but I don't, I don't, I don't actually, I don't actually think that's that's true. I, Wait, you don't think what's true? I, I, I don't. I, I, th- I think that there's legit something going on with mm. your gender identity, and it's not a phase, and it's mm. not you pretending, and it's not just you making shit up because you're anxious. Like I, I think that there's legit. There's there's a legit some process that's happening here. I think maybe where we differ is I I don't know that you need to figure it out. Hmm. Um and that you're kind of already doing it. Hmm. You feel like you're not at the destination yet and that troubles you. And Yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, that's uh... if we're if we're opposite it's in that like I I'm reluctant to go to a destination that seems to maybe fit some stuff. And you are reluctant to stay where you're at in this undefined space. Um, Yeah. I mean, like saying you don't need to figure it out is like, I don't want, I don't want to live here. I would, like I said, like it's okay to question it and me and I can, you know, embrace and enjoy parts of it, but it would be nice to have a, a better sense of self and hopefully that will come along. You know, maybe a label will come along with that, but I, I, I very much want to yeah. better understand this. Maybe you're a kylosexual. Have you like, like Okay, I have legit that's <laughs> weird, but I have legit <laughs> thought it, I'm only attracted to Kyle's. I've legit thought about uh, we all create these labels that and kind Kylie of Jenner. Oh god. <laughs> she ruined the name Kylie now. Yeah. I have thought what if I just make up a name and call myself that and whatever, because everyone's experience of gender is different, even within all of these different labels that we have, no, everyone is a little bit different. What if I made up my own name and I'm this, this gender and, and it's just whatever, all the things I do feel are that gender. Yeah. Would that help? So I don't know. Would it? I don't know. Okay. I think we're, it's funny. I think we're also both landing in a, I don't know. Like you, when I see how you felt, you were like, I don't know. So th- both of these feel like things, some there's, there's something there that is important and very personal. And I don't know what it means. And, um, and I think, I don't know. I want to keep exploring. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Maybe we'll do Demi part two in a year and we'll have all the answers. <laughs> yes. Um, <laughs> Everything will just make sense because this episode <laughs> turned long. We, uh, de- you can listen to us discussing Demi Lovato and yes, we will talk about their gender and also some other, you know, I don't like to word, use the word crazy, but she's psycho. <laughs> yeah. She's sweet, but a psycho. Um, her new album. Yeah. Check out the song Eat Me. It's so good. So go to Patreon if you want to listen to the full conversation about Demi Lovato. Uh, DemiLovato.com slash Patreon. That's not the <laughs> website. <laughs> I'm a wreck. Patreon.com slash Podcast, where we put up our bonus se- uh, segments every week. So check out the full thing. Okay. Do you want to take a break? Let's take a break. Great. I'm going to have some Demi tests. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. So are we back? We're back. We're back. I'm tired. Let's just end it. All right. All. (laughs) I should not make joke. I okay.
We're at gayishpodcast.internet. Check us out. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. Oh, right. But first, uh, you dirty fuckers, listen up right now. Listen. <laughs> the podcast awards, if you nominated us like a good person that didn't want me to quit the show, you may or may not have been selected as a judge. Check your email and check your spam folder to see if you were selected as a judge because the voting is happening now and the votes have to be in by September the 13th or I will quit the show. Um, and we know we have connections at NAS, NASA, NSA. Yeah. My brain is done, skis. Okay. Uh, and next. Next. Our, you motherfuckers. <laughs> our 300th episode, our live stream for the 300th episode is going to be Sunday, September the 18th. 2022 at 2 p.m pacific time there will be a event on our facebook page that will uh, uh let you get to the the stream and uh we need cues so so that we can aid them um we're doing a unique spin on it this time we are going to try to guess if it's from you all or from my mom or did derek find it off the internet um the email address is on our instagram or you can go to gayish podcast plus 300 at gmail.com that's the plus symbol so gayish podcast plus symbol 300 at gmail.com yeah please send in questions uh we need them we want them we like them um yeah and then uh we are also doing a merch competition yeah we are so uh if you're a designer if you can make cute things if you kind of know how to use paint Send us some ideas for merch. Um, you, it, they are due September 11th because we are going to announce the winner on our 300th live stream. So uh, by Sunday, September 11th, did I make up that that was a Sunday? I didn't write that down. Anyway, by September 11th, uh, some of the specs, max of 200 megabytes, a PNG file type. The DPI should be at least 150, no more, higher than 300. The sRGB color profile, the max print area for a t-shirt will be 12 inches by 16 inches. Don't let that scare you. Send in your designs uh, no matter what. Um, you don't have to be a professional to do this. So, yeah, send us some ideas. We'd love to see them. It's time for the local gay bar Ooh. review. Yeah. Okay, so I went to, in Grenoble, France, and I went to the Love People Pub. Which it's really funny to me when you're in a foreign country and the gay bar has an English name. <laughs> but, uh, the Love People Pub. Uh, Grenoble is right at the foot of the Alps, which that surprised me because it was 105 degrees. It was the goddamn Central European heat wave that time. Mm. I was like, it's, it's supposed to be like the mountains. Why is it so goddamn hot? It's at the bottom of the Alps. It's not in the mountains. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. next to the mountains. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the Love People Pub, it was a tiny little place. I went on a Tuesday and it was just... Always a Tuesday. Well, yeah. The, the Yeah. Yeah. It was a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Is that true? Am I lying to you? No, I'm lying to you. It was a Thursday. Anyway. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, went and it was, it was a cute little spot. It was just like a bar and a few stools and then like a, like a, like an outdoor seating area like French people do. Like mm. most of their stuff just kind of spills out into the street. But I got the very distinct sense that I did not belong there. Oh, why? This is a problematic observation. And for that, I wholly apologize. And uh, at over half of the clientele, of which there were only like nine, <laughs> uh, appeared to me to be visibly trans. Mm. And um, I think I think I accidentally went to a trans bar, which was fine. Had a cocktail. Um, and, uh, talk to a couple of people. Um, but I just, I didn't, I, I felt like that space wasn't for me and I didn't know if it was because I didn't belong or because I didn't speak French or both, <laughs> probably both. 
Um, but it was cute, and I enjoyed myself, and I gave it three dildos. I Oh, um, I mean, part of the thing about, like, you can't judge if someone is trans or not based on their appearance is you, you no one can say for sure if anyone belongs there and you trust as long as you don't make a ruckus and be shitty that, like, if you're there, it's fine, so. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was also I was also like there were only like there's only like one or two other like mask presenting people there. So I, anyway, this is what I mean. These, this is what our podcast is. Why this this is a heavy thing for the end of the episode. Like sure. I I do the same thing where I look at people and in my head I'm like oh they they present or appear trans and it's like one of those things that's weird to talk about because the as is reiterated correctly, you don't know that for sure. And also I think it's okay to have what I hope we do is say to people, it's okay to have these thoughts and observations. It's okay. People are just like people are racist. People see race and have these instinctual reactions and lots of people do. Yeah. And also what you do next with that is what's very important. So I don't know. It's, it's weird talking about those things, but I also think useful. I also wonder if I should have said gender nonconforming. Is that a more like PC way to say I, I, anyway, I, what you're saying is your initial reaction was that's, that's what you thought was happening. So I don't know. Yeah, I get, I get that. Some of the discomfort was I'm for sure repping a gender binary Mm. and like that is, that's not what I'm seeing in Mm. this location. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it was fun. Three dildos. That's great. Great. Uh, ready to do our gayest and straightest? Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, wait, no. First, our website is gayishpodcast.com. Fuck. (laughs) Um, we are on YouTube, Instagram, social media, Twitter, um, and at Gayish Podcast. Our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails is 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. Remember, if you want to send in a question, do gayishpodcast, the plus sign, 300 at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. I will, uh, since Derek has been here, he, he's been doing a lot with our Instagram, uh, posting there every week, uh, asking about people's gayest and straightest and <laughs> posting some of the answers. So that's been great. So check out Instagram. There's, there's, uh, more stuff going on there, uh, than you've seen in the past. So gayest and straightest? Yeah. Yeah. I'll go. Okay. Great. Hold Me Closer, Tony Danza, the new Britney song. I, of course, had to listen to it the day it came out. Wait, is that what it's called? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> that's that's Phoebe on Friends making a joke. Uh, the The song is called Hold Me Closer. About Clo- Tiny Dancer by Elton John. Yes, it that is. That now has gone on the list. Yes. Okay, great. Go ahead. The song is a remake of Elton John's song, Tiny Dancer. Oh, great. It is called Hold Me Closer. There's Britney Spears vocals. There's, I don't, into my straightest, I don't love it. Like, I don't need a reboot of songs. Like, all the TV shows are reboots. I don't need songs to be rebooted again, which seems to be like what Elton John is doing. Is Sir Elton on the track also? Yes, Okay, like new stuff or sampling the old stuff? Good question. I watched a video. Now we're back to gayest. I watched Honest Vocal Coach's take on the new Britney Spears and Elton John song. And she had a hard time hearing. She was like, there's so much production and shit on top of this, that it's hard to tell what's even Britney and what's Elton John. There are parts that are like, what's that? She seemed, she said that this was new stuff that Elton had recorded. Hmm. And she pointed out some good shit that Britney did. And and there was a leaked track that then I went to, I'm this is, 
there was a leak track that I went and listened to and that got a lot better reviews because you actually let both of them sing a little bit more. Anyway, that's my gay. I also wore a Britney Spears t-shirt in honor of that, yeah. which no one can see. Here it is. Here it is. Um, and my straightest is the fact that I both don't love the song and also any pop music. I don't love it first. Like all, mm. people like the catchy pop, like all the divas that gays are supposed to love it. It still takes me a few times to really get into songs. Mm-hmm. Um, even ones that I end up loving, even Britney Spears songs. So I don't have the same, like, Oh, the new, this is out and I'm obsessed. It's like your Demi about music. I'm it's Demi like- musical. <laughs> uh, well, the straightest thing about me this week, actually, I think you were here for it. Our, our some of our D and D friends just bought a house mm-hmm. and just all of the, like talking about, house stuff mm. right like doing the here like the shit with the hot water heater and the valve replacement like in the gardening and like like how need to buy a lawnmower i, I just yeah. happy straight couples <laughs> and participating in their happy straight couple lives are they is that a heteronormative thing that they're doing yes the buy at least this step the buying a house step Yes. Yeah. yeah. Maybe I use that word right. Yeah, I hope so. And then the gayest thing about me this week was realizing 30 seconds before a work call that I was wearing my Manscaped shirt that <laughs> said, your balls will thank you, and having to do a quick change. So <laughs> I have sometimes like put that on and then like gone outside and be like, oh, that's this is a weird thing to be like what I'm presenting to the universe. Yeah, suddenly image conscious and, yeah. and uh, having, a, having a shirt that talked about testicles. Um, okay, <laughs> listeners gay is the straightest. So uh, I posted on Facebook facebook and kyle posted on spaces so we're gonna do one of each uh, on on facebook though one of them is uh from rob straightest had a sex dream about meredith gray from gray's anatomy <laughs> who hasn't and gayest talked my husband into a rewatch of the expanse and cannot stop talking about how much of a fucking goddess shora agadashlu is i would listen to her read the fucking phone book she's magic i don't know who this is i know you don't okay <laughs> i know you don't but what am i <laughs> On Spaces, we have over a thousand people in our Spaces group. It's weird. So, you know. Yeah. And it's a new social media app. Sometimes things are wild in there. So, join if you want to. Um, uh, I posted there. Straight, one of the ones that I like the best, straightest. I'm a teacher, so preparing my classroom for a bunch of fifth graders. Ugh. If you're a teacher right now, God, that's... God bless you. I just... Especially one that's any kind of queer... I bet it's hard and please do it for the rest of us. You are taking a bullet that I I couldn't. Um, Gayest making a video montage of my trip to Fire Island with my husband set to Beyonce's alien superstar to introduce myself to my new students. Oh my God. (laughs) They're going to know. They might. They (laughs) might have some questions. And you know what? Republicans. That's okay. It's okay if I have questions. Oh God. Yeah. Um, Well, that's it. This That's has been it. gayish. Uh, Kyle, thank you to you for labeling me. <laughs> <laughs> we'll catch there. No. Um, no, thanks. Uh, thanks for talking it through. And uh, like we said, we're doing shit that you shouldn't do for other people, but you are always so like, okay. And just accepting and, and down to, you know, talk through things and <laughs> receive the accusations I levy against you. Yep. But, yep. Yeah. yep. Absolutely. Also, thank you to following Super Gap Bridgers, John Crowley, Stephen Portio, Social Harry Style, Josh Copeland, Jonathan Montanez, Forrest Nail, Patrick Bernard, Anonymous, James Barrow, Steve Douglas, Explosive Lasagna, Just Jamie, Kevin Henderson, Tipsy McStumbles, Donald Linsky, Thomas B. Dust, Stanzay, Coleman, Chris Cajetorian, and Jerome York. That is it 
from the Chris Cacciatorian Studios, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be Timmy. Be Timmy. Be you. Okay. Um he makes feel better better in some of the Mabim Bam live shows, Griffin always like has tabs that um won't load and everyone's like, well, take a screenshot. <laughs> so you and Griffin McElroy are the same? We are the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll take that. I would take that. Griffin? Is it because he's adorable? Yeah. Okay. <laughs>